Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, back here on the Ohio and Jake Zuckerman back. Uh, we always love having him on from the Ohio Capital Journal. Uh, Jake, how's it going today? Living, breathing the air, Chris. <laughs> same here, same here. Well, let's talk about COVID. I love just the conversations about, you know, you'd think that, you know, it's public health. You think we just get the good information out there and be done with it. But obviously in Ohio, we have people that are just kind of, sharing different stuff. And you, you had a good story out today about this lady that's a public health professor. You think she's wanting to do, you know, tell what's happening with COVID. And I, I guess she is, but she's doing it in a very different way and way we probably don't agree with at night. Tell me more about her. Yeah, uh, she teaches Introduction to Epidemiology. She teaches courses of about infectious disease. She's She does research for NIAID, which is part of the National Institute of Health. Dr. Fauci runs NIAID, which so everyone knows Fauci. She's like a pretty mainstream epidemiologist when you take a glance at her. But if you look at the testimony she's given to the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate, if you look at these blogs she's written, She's actually pretty really on the fringe, and that was kind of backed up by others in public health who I talked to about this. She she kind of insists that COVID isn't that bad. It's just like the overarching worldview. She says that we're counting cases all wrong, and the hospitalizations are inflated, and the death totals count people with comorbidities when they shouldn't. And all these ideas that have, have really been dismissed by the public health community writ large but she is sharing them with lawmakers real in like a uh, in a political space, you know, in a public policy yeah. space. And it just she's she's in this weird position where not only is she on the fringe of the belief spectrum, but she is also submitting testimony in support of these bills, you know, these various efforts to give lawmakers power over the state's COVID response. And that comes at a time when the Ohio Department of Health, the Ohio State Medical Association. The Ohio Children's Pediatrics Association, all these medical groups made up of medical professionals, public health professionals, et cetera, are saying, do not pass these bills. Do not pass these bills. Please don't pass these bills. And Catherine Stein, a professor at Case Western, is encouraging them to pass these bills, saying that the pandemic is not as bad as the government and media say it is. How does it go over with Case, you know, Case Western? I mean, I know, you, you know, I'm sure colleges understand that, you know, professors get called on to give testimony or not, but they would have to be kind of weirded out about this, right? Yeah, I mean, traditionally, I think professors like to see their, their colleges like to see their professors out there and, you know, herald as, as experts and as sources of information for policymakers, but 
In this case, Case's comments really, they tried to distance themselves from her. They said that Dr. Stein, because she, she's a PhD, um, Dr. Stein has a right to her own opinion. She can testify on whatever bills she likes, but those bill, those opinions of hers do not reflect the university. And it's a little awkward because Dr. Stein is out here, she's saying masks don't work. But on the other hand, Case Western requires you know, people to wear masks. She's, yeah. she's given this advice that's completely different from what other case professors who I talked to are saying. And these other case professors at times are trying to fight these pieces of misinformation that Catherine Stein is actually putting out there. I mean, she said she made statements that are just flat out untrue, like comparing COVID to the flu. Right. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, sure. But in a given year, about like I think the CDC's estimate is 15,000 to 50,000 Americans die of the flu. 500,000 Americans have died of COVID-19. So it, right. it's really not, it, it's counterfactual. This isn't an opinion. This is just, it's just an incorrect statement. And she criticized Governor Mike DeWine for closing churches. But this can't be stressed enough. Nobody closed churches. Right. It's a thing that didn't happen. So I think the university was uncomfortable with that, but I thought, I thought a good medium would be when I asked the university, can you give me someone in the Department of Public Health or in the med school that can back up Catherine Stein? You know, even if they don't agree, say, well, I don't agree, but but this is legitimate school of thought. This is reasonable disagreement. And the university wouldn't give a single interview to that effect. So I, I found that to be pretty rude. So it was like acknowledging her right to speak, but also affirming that we want nothing to do with the well, I can see some Melissa's going, oh, they're just canceling this lady, but she's representing a university. It's not like you're just saying, hey, here's somebody who likes public health, who's saying different stuff. They're representing a university that says opposite stuff, and she's representing that university. And obviously, like any workplace, the the company can pick and choose which ones to help represent. So it sounds like it's kind of going various ways right here, you know? Yeah, and you know, you could say she's not she's not representing the university, and she's made that claim in her testimony. But if you look at the emails she sent to lawmakers, which are included in the article, she identifies herself as a case professor, and in her testimony, she doesn't specify case university, but she says I'm an infectious disease researcher. So what does anyone do with that information? They Google it and they find Catherine Stein. So it's. It's almost a distinction without a difference, but yes, the university did make that point that Catherine Stein says my views don't reflect the university. It's almost like a, a CYA. Can I say the A word on this podcast? Well, yeah, well, yeah you're, well cover your butt, cover your ass. Yeah, cover same, your butt, yeah, thing. it's a cover your butt move. Yeah, yeah. But, but one other thing real quick, uh, we're, we're up against the time-wise, but you also had another story um, talking about, you know, these Ohio House hearings, you know, there's people that are supporting, like, anti-masking and other stuff like this. I, I find it interesting that, you know, YouTube wants to be careful about what it puts out there. And YouTube pretty much, you know, censored the video and took it down. I know what the answer is to this, because obviously people are going to be like, oh, this is big tech censoring our opinions and everything. But when are people going to start to think, my goodness, if this place where you can upload billions of videos a day takes it down shouldn't we kind of rethink what we're doing here if we can't even upload that to a video sharing site i you would think after a while that you say hey if our stuff keeps gets taken down doesn't that mean something 
that, that's what kind of amazes me about that story. Yeah, I think the the big thing that jumps off to me is like you can talk about cancel culture until you turn blue in the face, but just look at YouTube's policy. All they're saying is you cannot use our platform to undercut the World Health Organization or your local health department's information about COVID nineteen. Yeah, you just can't do it. So, right. in this case, a lawyer said that a children cannot contract and spread COVID nineteen, and b that no children in Ohio have died of COVID. Those are three egregiously incorrect statements. Right. So is this censorship? Is this cancel culture? I don't know, but what I do know is that this man completely misrepresented the science about COVID-19 and just completely baselessly overturned it. And YouTube has said, you cannot use our platform to do that. The video is still accessible through both the Ohio channel, which is public access, and then Rumble, which is like a version of YouTube that caters right. more to free speech and isn't policed like YouTube is. Call it what you want to call it, but YouTube's policy says you can't lie about COVID on our right. right. Well, it's just, it's a shame. It's a shame when, I think in both your stories, it represents people that, you know, they're involved in politics. I mean, let's just say it for its worth. And you let your politics get in the way of what public health is. Uh, we talk about that at our church all the time, too, just saying, look, you know, don't influence politics by yourself. You, you got to kind of take yourself away a little bit, especially when we talk about public health and everything. And it sounds like you got people who are letting their political feelings get in the way of what should be good health advice, you know, and it, it's a shame. I mean, I, I think that's my takeaway from the whole thing. It's it's funny you mentioned that. I actually I sent Catherine Stein's testimony to Dr. Kathy Slemp, who used to be the state health officer in West Virginia and ran the Bureau of Infectious Disease there. And I said, can you look this over and tell me, you know, is this is this a serious viewpoint in public health, or is this just kind of nonsense by someone who works in public health? And her response was that. These look to be more reflective of political opinions more than any like peer-reviewed science, and there's no way that this stuff would stand up to peer review, which is like really the the end-all, be-all of good science. It, yeah. If you're a scientist and you produce something, will other scientists look at this and say, "Yes, this looks right," and "Yes, I can replicate your findings." Well, and you gotta think too. Your name stuck with this for the end of your life and after your life's over. So no matter what you think politically, I mean, you're putting your name to this. It's going to be out there. And even if YouTube takes it down, your name's still attached to that and, and stay house records and everything. Do you want your name to be attached to crazy testimony? I don't know. It, it, it's never ceases to amaze me. I think a good role of the pandemic is when it's all over and you look back on it, did you help it or did you hurt it? You know, did you stay home or did you go to the bars? Did you tell people to wear a mask or did you tell them that that masks populate the virus and make you sicker or other pieces of just misinformation yeah. like that? Well, it's also, too, how you treat other people. And, you know, you could say about so many people online and just interpersonal relationships. It's crazy. I think we find out a lot about ourselves when we're in crisis. And I, I think we're seeing the worst <laughs> people, you know, not just from public health officials, but in the way we treat each other. Well, Jake, as always, thank you so much. Again, open invitation to come back whenever you can. Uh, keep us updated with the stories and all the, just the crazy information getting out there about COVID, which you would think, Hey, we got to save lives. Let's get accurate information. But 
obviously, sadly, politics is getting in the way. Well, as always, Jake, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, again, OhioCapitalJournal.com um, is the place to see your guys' stories at. Remind us, how do we connect with you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter at Jake underscore Zuckerman, and subscribe to our newsletter. It's free. Fantastic. Well, Jake, thanks so much. Have a great day, and thanks for checking out the Ohio one. Take it easy, Chris.